Hey guys, this is Fiorella Nira. Welcome to the Planner and Training Podcast. This episode is brought to you by PlannerandTraining.com, where you can find tools to grow your business right away. And now let's get on with the episode. So Sarah, today we're talking about SEO. Woohoo! Woohoo! And it's like one of those topics that I'm sure you get people that are like, Ugh, SEO. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yes. So why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do? And we can get started with these amazing talking points that I have gotten from you. Well, good. Well, I know that that reaction to SEO is normal. I think especially in the wedding industry where I work, there is a lot of creative people and SEO seems like such a technical topic. So it is really my goal every time I talk to a wedding planner or a wedding planner in training to talk about SEO in a way that's less technical and less scary. So if you'd like, I'd be happy to talk a little bit about how I got into this work. Yeah. Um, so about six years ago, I started a web design company and I was just making websites for anyone that would st sit still and listen long enough for me to talk <laughs> about it. And that was quite a variety of industries. So I made websites for a lot of local businesses, accountants and dentists and construction companies and those kind of businesses. And about two years ago, I did some really fun work for a wedding planner based in Chicago. And she had had her website redesigned by someone else, and she really struggled with her search engine rankings after that change was done. And I happened to meet her, and she said, oh, you know about websites, and you know about SEO. Can you help me figure out what's going on with mine? And we really dove in and discovered that there were a lot of issues with this beautiful site that she had had developed because her web designer didn't know anything about search engine optimization. So the more I talked with her... And the more I met other people in the wedding industry, the more I realized that there was a lot of technical problems going on with the creative industry websites I was looking through. So I started working with a lot of folks in the wedding industry and helping them to figure out their search engine optimization. And it is work that I've really loved and, um, and really enjoy working with this type of creative entrepreneur and hopefully making a technical topic a little less scary. It is. It's one of those things that, like I said, it's like SEO and then you people are like, uh, what is it really? <laughs> I know. Everyone says, I don't get it. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, but it's so important because like like you said, that if your designer, if your website designer has no idea what SEO does, you're just basically, it's like moving to a new house but not telling people where you're going. Exactly. And a lot of times things are done wrong in that type of moving, that redesign process. And if your designer doesn't know about SEO and search is an important way that you're marketing your business, they can really mess things up. So it's important to have just a basic knowledge of SEO as you continue on in your business and continue on in your marketing. Yeah. And so why is SEO so important to the wedding industry or the wedding professionals? 
So search engine optimization is so important because people are actively searching for what you do. They are searching online and looking for vendors. And SEO is a way to get in front of people who are actively looking for what you offer. So if you think about maybe being on Instagram and posting there, a lot of time people scrolling through their feed on social media aren't actively searching for a vendor for the service that you offer. They might make a connection with you, but then they're on to, you know, whatever their best friend ate yesterday for dinner and things that are totally unrelated. But if you can get your website to rank on Google when people are actively looking for vendors throughout their um wedding planning process, then you're actually getting in front of people who need what you do. So that is why I really like SEO and I see it having a lot of value because it's a way to get in front of people at the right point in their buying process. And how does Google decide who is ranked first? That's such a good question. And the sad answer to that is, unfortunately, Google won't tell us. Uh So their (laughs) algorithm is kind of like KFC's, uh, you know, 17 herbs and spices or like the secret sauce. (laughs) Um, It's it's totally proprietary. So what we do as search engine optimization consultants is that we try to figure out why they're ranking certain websites above others. And this is basically just done by following the trends and analyzing the results and seeing what's working. So what Google tells us again and again is that they're changing their algorithm rankings based on trying to get searchers the best results possible. So Google's number one job is to make sure that the results it delivers to you are the most helpful they can. So they want to rank websites that they see as trustworthy, that have great helpful content, that tend to keep people on the site longer. Those types of things are signals to Google that the website is high quality. So some things that we can do that we know work in order to help Google to rank our sites higher, um, we want to make sure that our websites load quickly. More and more, Google in 2019 is prioritizing websites that provide a great user experience. So that means they load fast when they're clicked on in the search results. It means they look great on mobile because a lot of people are searching on tablets and mobile phones. Um, It means that these sites also um, guide the user through the website. It's a lot of times Google is looking at how quickly does someone click on a result in the Google search? And do they come straight back? You know, if someone clicks on your website, they look at the homepage, it's confusing or cluttered, or it's not what they're looking for, they're going to click the back button really fast. And Google's monitoring signals like that, that indicate to them that the site that someone looked at didn't satisfy them. So at the basic level, what Google wants above everything else is to deliver a good experience to its users. And so it's our job to make that, to fit into those check Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's, the, that's how I like to explain it because it really helps to guide a lot of your decisions. So while Google used to kind of look for a lot of tricks and people that knew about SEO could kind of trick the system and just stuff a bunch of keywords on a page yeah. and Google would rank it, it just doesn't work that way anymore. You have to keep the end user top of mind. And what would that couple who is searching for what you do, what would they like to see? 
And if something that you want to do because you think it's an SEO trick wouldn't actually better serve the user, that's something that I wouldn't recommend doing on your website. And so one of the things that you said is keeping those visitors longer because if they're staying there longer, that means that we're being useful. And it's not only tricking, I guess, Google, but it's also probably something that you want to do yourself, right? You, you oh, want yeah. to be useful to your clients or potential clients. Yes. Is there is there something that you have seen before that is um, useful that keeps clients or potential clients there longer? Definitely. Uh, two things to point out. One is having great content on your site. So it's really hard to keep someone on your site very long if it's just a three-page website with really brief information about you and your services. They'll really quickly get through that and they won't have much reason to stick around. So you want to have more than just shallow basic content as you build out your site. I understand if you can't, if you know you're starting a brand new business, you know, just get something up there. But over time, make it a goal to add more content, um, better descriptions of your services, things that would really cause people to read and spend some more time on the site, including blogging. So quality content is one thing that keeps people on the site longer. And the other thing that I really advocate is internal linking. And what I mean by that is just making sure on every page of your site, you link to somewhere else within the site that might be interesting to the person who's on that page. And that really guides the user through your website rather than them getting to the bottom of a page they like and wondering what they should do next. So... Um, I think you had a, a great conversation with Christy from Mountainside Media. I did. Um, that was a really good episode. I love the way she talked about the user journey through a website. And that is great information for SEO as well because it's keeping someone on the site longer and responding to where they are in their buying process. So that was all great advice. Um, as far as internal linking on blog posts, this is something I see missed a lot. A really missed opportunity when you put up a blog post, say it's a featured wedding that you worked on mm -hmm. and um, you're recapping that event at the bottom of the post. I highly recommend linking to one or two other blog posts or other weddings on your website that are similar in some way. So, you know, did you like Christy and Dan's wedding at Green Bar Greenbrier Estate? Check out this other venue that was very similar and link to another blog post. That helps Google to crawl through your site, and that helps the user to stay on your site longer. So double benefit there. Whoa, I did not know that. Something that we do on our blog is we link back to our services, but I've never thought about linking back to another blog post. Definitely. I would do both. I think it's great to link to your services, but... Maybe someone's not interested in services right. yet, so you could send them to more content that is relevant to what they're looking at already. That's a great tip. And so when you do all these things to your website and you are making sure that you are linking to other blog posts and that you have plenty of copy that is informative and useful to those people looking for um, wedding services... How can you and how can you search yourself online to even figure out if it's working? 
That's a great question. Um, it's important to know that when you just open up your computer or open up Google on your phone and you make a search, you might be seeing results that are different than anyone else on the internet. So Google will often show you websites that you've already been to because it thinks yeah. you might be looking for those again. Sure. And what it's doing is personalizing your results. So one thing that is probably the simplest is to open an incognito window in Chrome. Um, that will strip out some of the personalization, not everything, but some of the personalization if you use an incognito window in the Chrome browser. If you really want to get fancy with it, there's a tool I like to use. It's called SERP Checker. So S-E-R-P-Checker.com. Okay. And it'll give you a couple free searches a day. And what that tool does is totally do a totally clean search. And you can even specify what location you'd like to pretend to be searching from. So um, for me, it's a really great tool because I can say wedding planner in Scottsdale and actually pretend set my location from Arizona. So it shows me local results. So even though I'm located huh. in Michigan, it'll show me results as if I'm in Arizona. And that helps me to see a more realistic version of the search results that someone might see if they're local to my client. So... That's so super helpful to go to serpchecker.com. Serpchecker.com. Yep. And try searching from there. And again, you can only do it a couple times a day, but you can try your keywords there and see what's really going on, what's ranking well, and look for yourself there. When something is working well, is there a way to – is there something that you suggest? Because obviously we do this on social media. If we see the, the post is working really well, we're going to create more posts like it. So is there something that you recommend the same way for your website and SEO? Is there a power or is there a way to evaluate what you have done? And then how do we move on from there? If that makes Definitely. any sense. Yes. I always recommend checking in on your Google Analytics. So hopefully you have Google Analytics installed on your website. It's a totally free tool. And all you have to do, it integrates with almost every platform. You just have to install a little bit of code on your site. And most platforms have really good instructions on how to install Google Analytics. So hopefully you've got Google Analytics installed. And if you do, then it's tracking how many visitors you're getting from search and which pages on your website are the most popular. And so what you can do to figure out if your efforts are working and if your pages are actually getting traffic is you can go into Google Analytics and then you can go into the all pages report. And that report's going to show you which pages on your website are getting the most visits. So if you see that one of your blog posts is really doing well compared to the others, it might be a good thing to study that page a little bit and to see where is the traffic coming from? How long are they staying? And you can use that information to make decisions about your own website. That That is a really good point. That's yes. such a, so on Google Analytics, go to the page report. Say that again. All pages. Yep. All and I'd be pages. happy to send you like a screenshot of how to get there that you can put in the yeah. show notes. Yeah, and absolutely. That's one of my favorite reports because you can really get a good feel for what's popular content on your own website. And that's always a good thing to know. Yeah. And so with our websites, what role do they play in search engine marketing? So the website's really important. And um, 
I love this question because it's important to think about the fact that once you get someone on your website through search, your website still has some work to do. So it's got to convert that visitor that you got from search into an inquiry in some way. So the website is really important. It needs to drive the conversions. It needs to create that interest that makes someone want to follow you on social media or submit your inquiry form. So SEO is important, but it's not the end of the line as far as marketing goes. Um, Just because you're getting a lot of traffic from search doesn't mean you'll always get a lot of inquiries if your website's not doing its job. So that's something that I like to point out, that the quality of the website is really important. Um, From the rankings perspective, of course, the website is very important for SEO. Um, It's got to be optimized. It's got to load quickly. And it has to clearly use your keyword. So one thing that I see uh, people do really often is that they want to use more flowery and unique language. So um, rather than I'm a wedding planner in Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, they might say, uh, we create beautiful celebrations for clients throughout the U.S., Well, the problem with that is Google doesn't understand that that means you're (laughs) in the wedding planner category. So I totally get that people want to use unique marketing copy, but we also have to be clear, which helps Google. And also it does help the user who might go, well, beautiful celebrations. Does that mean birthday parties? Does that mean uh, retirement parties or do you mean weddings? So what's good for Google is good for the user. In this case, I highly recommend that on your website, you say, I'm a wedding planner in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I serve clients throughout the US or wherever you choose to work. Yeah. So a lot relies on the website. That's such a good point that just you have to be clear and to the point. It's almost like you're talking, you're talking to a robot. Yes, right. Exactly. So a robot doesn't know what beautiful celebrations means. No, and it, well, beautiful celebrations is beautiful celebrations, but someone looking for you might not know what that even means. Definitely. And Google won't. It won't really make that jump. I think that they're working to bring more artificial intelligence into the realm and we're seeing synonyms increase in importance. So, um, you know, you don't have to be as, abrupt with your keywords as you used to be. Um, It used to be SEO advice to weave in the word wedding planner as much as you could. But now Google understands if you keep talking about wedding planning, um, that puts you in the wedding planning category as well um, and increases your search engine optimization for wedding planner type keywords and other synonyms. So there's a little bit more understanding around that. And we can write copy that's a little bit more natural, but still search engine optimized. Um, but yeah, Google is still a robot. I love that. (laughs) And it's totally true. So we need to be clear and really help out Google if we do want them to rank our website. Yeah. I mean, Alexa is great, but if you are talking to your Alexa, you'll probably be like, Alexa, find me a wedding planner in this, this, not find me beautiful celebrations in this. And and there's nothing against anybody that writes that way because I'm sure I do on my website. But I think you really made a really good point with that. Yes. What do people search for and how are you using those exact phrases on your site? 
I I do want to say the website, though, I think it gets almost too much credit in SEO in the wedding industry. So there's only so much we can do to our own websites. Google's also looking for a lot of factors about your business that take place off of your website. And it incorporates a lot of those things into how well you're ranking, too. So a few examples are backlinks to your site. Uh, Backlinks are super important, and that means a link from another website to yours. So in the wedding industry, the examples might be getting published on another blog, being listed on a preferred vendors list at venues you work at, um, maybe being referenced by another wedding vendor on their blog post within their vendor credits. Those types of links back to your website indicate to Google that other sites trust you, other sites know about you, and that really elevates your trustworthiness and authority with Google. So getting links off of your own website is really important, too. Um, That's crazy. It's like having they're checking our network. Yes. Online. Yeah. I mean, if you can imagine, Google's trying to figure out which wedding planner's website to rank. And if all other factors are equal and one of those sites has been linked to by Style Me Pretty and three local venues and four local photographers and the other website maybe has one link from the planner's best friend's style blog, Google's going to look at those link profiles and go, that first website must be a more high authority business. They're mentioned in so many more places especially some high-value sites that really indicate who they are and what they do. So that is a big factor in rankings is backlinks. And I think as much as we want to just optimize our own websites, we've got some work to do that's off of our website too. Wow. I, that's such a, that was a really good tip. I'm sorry. That, that was like the one, one, Google is a robot. And then <laughs> your network, your online network. <laughs> yes. Yes. So is there any immediate actions that wedding pros can take to improve their search search engine ranking, rankings? Yeah, definitely. So as we just mentioned, making sure to use your most important keyword clearly on your homepage. So uh, wedding planner in whatever city or city name and then wedding planner. So saying a phrase like, you know, Something Events is a wedding planner in Knoxville, Tennessee. That kind of very clear statement will really help your SEO if you have it on your homepage. So that's something super simple that anybody could tweak today to help to improve their rankings for that term. That's And it's so simple. Yes, it's easy. I think we can all hopefully change some text on our homepage. So that's a good one. Um, another tip I would suggest is writing a few blog posts on your site, especially some that answer real questions your client often asks. So if you're continuously getting the same question from prospects or from clients, it might be a great idea to write out a blog post as an answer to that question. Um, there's, I'm sure that anyone listening can think of something that they get asked over and over. So to write out a really detailed answer to that question and in the blog post title, just make it the question that you're answering. You may pick up some search engine traffic, uh, but you'll definitely have more helpful content on your site that people can click through, read, and get a sense for your authority. So it helps in so many ways. And as a bonus tip, then you'll 
uh, the next time you get asked that same question, you've got a resource that you can just send to your client that fully answers that question as detailed as possible. So you may even have emails in your sent mail folder that answer questions in a detailed way that you could take and just expand on and make them into blog posts. And that will really help your rankings. I just did that today with a client. Good. Oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, because we always like to list rehearsal dinner because it's always something that it just comes up all the time. Um, and so it's coming up to that time of year that we got to update our list. But I just linked to our last year's blog post. It just helps it. also to know what's out there, what's new. It kind of helps us too. Yes. Yeah. It's a great idea. So something that you mentioned, you, you mentioned blogs. And um, some people think that blogs are kind of done now. But it sounds like you have a different opinion. And I definitely have a different opinion because we're still blogging. And we weren't blogging for a little bit. But we're, we're getting started again pretty soon. <laughs> Yes. So I can totally understand the blogs are dead argument. Um, but I think that's only true if you don't care about search engine optimization. So I have a study going of high ranking websites in the wedding industry. And I will tell you that the highest ranking sites are those that continuously update their blog monthly or weekly, depending on the competition. Google wants to see that fresh content on the site. They want to see that your site isn't stale. It hasn't been uh, not updated for three years. Mm -hmm. So if SEO is important to you, then blogging is absolutely not dead and is absolutely useful. I also see blog posts as I'm looking at my client sites continuously bringing in a lot of traffic. So I... I definitely think if you have strategy around it and you're working on your search engine optimization, you absolutely need to blog because it really will set you apart from your competition. And it's just, I don't know. I feel like, okay, last year when our blog was at the top of our to-do list, um, all of our inquiries were coming from Google. Awesome. And when that wasn't happening during our busy season, all of our inquiries were coming from referrals. Oh, fascinating. Isn't that crazy? And so, well, we just, our team changed over. So we've been waiting on the blogs, but now they're going to start coming up in February, which is before the, this podcast will come out. But I, if I, if you can do one blog a month, it's something and it'll help you. I think it's my opinion. It's my experience. And that's, that's my advice too. Yes, me too. And I think that I'm glad you said monthly as a place to start because I hear a lot of people say, oh, gosh, I got to get back on my blog. I haven't posted to it for six months. I'm going to set a goal to blog every week. And I'm like, whoa, pump the brakes. If you haven't made the time to blog on your site in months, it's too much to ask to churn out new content every single week. So set the goal to blog monthly. And once you have a good process around that, maybe a certain time every week that you blog or a process where you write and someone else helps upload to the site. Once you have a good process for it, then maybe set the goal to blog twice a month and in increase from there until it's really manageable for you. But don't try to go from nothing to every single week 
Uh, as much as I'd love to see you blog every single week, <laughs> that just isn't sustainable if you don't have a process for it. Or someone helping you. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah, where can people find you if they want more information, if they want to work with you? Thanks for asking. Uh, my website is sarahdoesseo.com. That's S-A-R-A doesseo.com. And it's the same on Instagram. I'd love to connect with you there. Sarah at Sarah does SEO. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I'm super honored that you took time out of your day to talk to me. I'm excited. It was the first video. I kind of feel like we're now friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we just chatted and hopefully everyone else will have fun listening. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much. And please send me um you're going to send me a screenshot for the yes. show notes. So send me that so we can put it on the show. And this show is going to come out um, next month in February. Good. And I will tag you when that goes live. Perfect. And I look forward to sharing it. All right. Well, thank you. And you have a great rest of your week. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye.